Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview breakout sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, we have audio from Tuesday, November 26th, Rivalry Week football press conference. Up first, we have head coach Ryan Day. Then we hear from sophomore wide receiver Chris Olave, followed by senior safety Jordan Fuller sophomore offensive lineman Wyatt Davis, and junior linebacker Tuff Borland. They talk about last week's win over Penn State, preparations to play that team up north, and much, much more. So, with all of that out of the way, up first is Ryan Day. Ryan, last year Michigan's defense seemed to be in man coverage almost 100% of the time. This year they seem to be mixing up a little bit more. Can you just uh, speak on what differences you've seen from them schematically on defense this year? Yeah, they've um, you know they've gone to a lot more zone and uh, but they mix it up and uh, you know Coach Brown does a great job of that. He's always had uh, you know a lot of different coverages and a lot of different looks and I'm sure we'll see a lot of them on Saturday. Uh, front row right, Austin. Ryan. Uh, when Justin went down late in the fourth quarter, I saw him he bounced back up. But what kind of conversation was that? Was your heart in the throat a little bit? Take me through that process there. Yeah, no, for sure. Anytime you see your, your starting quarterback on the ground, it's not a good feeling. But uh, you know, he's able to shake it off and, and kind of run off the field. And um, so yeah, we expect him to be fine. With that volume of carries, is that just a, this? When you get in those big games, you'll you hold nothing back. Is that too many for him? Do you think? When you watched the film, what did you think of that that amount of rushing attempts? Yeah, no, I thought, um, you know, when we play in big games like that, you know, we certainly, you know, rely on him to run some, you know, and, and uh, it's not typically um, quarterback design runs, although we have some of those. A lot of them were reading somebody, and based on what he does, um, you know, he can either keep it or run it. And then some of those are, are scrambles, you know, when you look at his numbers. Um, and he does a great job of extending plays, but... You know, Penn State kind of forced him to run the ball a little bit, and and he did a great job. Other than the, the two turnovers, I thought he was unbelievable. Um, and so, you know, we'll continue to do that when we think it's appropriate. Second row, middle, Steve. Yeah, Coach. Just uh, curious. You coached under uh, Coach Meyer for two years with his schedule of this week and how to handle it. Are you tweaking anything? What does Thanksgiving look like? Senior tackle? Do you guys still do that? Just. How does this week, day by day, break out? Yeah, just because of, uh, like you said, the holiday. Uh, we, t- we keep Tuesday, Wednesday pretty pretty similar. Uh, we have our, our family dinner Wednesday night, and then we get in here early. You know, coaches work late Wednesday night. We get in here early and, and practice Thursday. And then, uh, you know, we do our senior tackle and then let everybody get home for Thanksgiving and then go right back at it Friday. So uh, pretty similar to, to what we've done in the past. Uh, right next door, Bruce. Growing up in New England, what was the rivalry that you as a kid and you know, liking football were some of the rivalries or the rivalry you focused on? Uh, yeah, growing up, it was it was mostly the, the pro sports because that's where I was from in, in the Boston area. And, um, you know, it was Red Sox-Yankees. It was Celtics-Lakers. Um, the Patriots really didn't have too many rivals at that point. But, um, you know, that was kind of it. But certainly growing up, that was kind of your identity was that. And um, definitely with the Red Sox, you know, everybody time, every time somebody wears a, a Red Sox hat back home, that's, you know, who you are. And, Certainly can, can relate that to everybody who grew up in, in the state of Ohio and when they put the block O on. There's been a shift in this rivalry toward the Ohio State side since Russell was the coach here. He largely got it done with Ohio guys. When you're bringing guys in from out of state, how do you get them to understand this, the priority that this rivalry is to the school? 
Uh, in recruiting, we, we talked to them right from the get-go, and that's one of the reasons why you know some people come to school here is for the rivalry because we make such a big deal of it. As you guys know, when you walk in the building, it's all over the place, and we talk about it all the time, and, and we talk about it in recruiting in all different areas, whether it's strength and conditioning or football or, or any other uh, areas. And so, um, you know, we just it's something that you just ingrain, and then the more – you know, these guys are in the program, the more they get it. And we still have a huge, uh, you know, majority of our guys are from the area. So, you know, they, they get it and they talk to the guys about that. Uh, second row right, Todd. The, the big matchup in this game the last few years has been your offense and Don Brown's defense. And you guys coached together at Boston College for a few years. Just curious how close you guys got there and if there's been someone you've stayed in touch with at all. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, he actually uh, coached against – uh, me when I played, and then um, coached my brother at UMass, and then we coached together at Boston College, and then and now get an opportunity to coach against each other in a, a huge rivalry game, which makes it hard. But uh, nothing but respect for obviously for his background and what he's done defensively uh, over the years. You know, one of the best guys in the business. And then growing up in New England, I, I mean, I, do you have memories of this game at all? Anything in particular you remember growing up about the high state Michigan? Yeah, no, just that you know it was always on this weekend, and um, you know it was almost heated rivalries, and just remember watching it. And I remember being in a hotel room watching when Curtis Samuel, you know, uh, you know, scored in double overtime. I mean, just so many memories of what this game means, and uh, you know, it's no mystery throughout the country that it's the biggest rivalry in all sports. Fourth row middle, Patrick. Bruce asked you about integrating players and kind of following up on Kyle said, how did you get integrated when you first arrived here to what this meant being that you grew up watching it, but it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, uh, you know, for the first, uh, I don't know, six months, you know, my, my son and I, when we came in the building together, we'd, we'd sit there in the front atrium and we'd watch that video, um, of the, of the season before. And, you know, just, just as as you get here, you start to live it every day, and you understand it. And you know, Coach Meyer certainly um, you know talked about it all the time, and and uh, you know learned that way. And and then being in the game twice, you know, and, and the respect that I have, uh, you know, for the rivalries off the charts. It's just uh, one of the reasons, and, and you know, ma- makes it so special to be at Ohio State. Uh, third, third row, right, Rob. Uh, there's a lot of reasons this has been lopsided since early 2000s. But is there a secret sauce uh, that's involved in this? And what did, what did you learn from Urban? You, you mentioned it just a second ago. What specifically, if anything, and how to handle this? Again, I, if you if you're working on it all year, um, then then you're prepared. You know whether you've you've worked on it in the spring, you've worked on it in the preseason. You have sp- certain periods that you set aside uh, just to work on on the team up north. Um, you talk to your guys all the time about what it means, and so they understand coming into the game what to expect. It's always on the schedule that way. You know, we have the countdown in, in the building, and so I think everybody understands the importance of it. That's the first thing. And uh, you know, I think when you're just talking about the game itself, it just goes back to you know the fundamentals and taking care of the football, executing the game plan, giving them a good plan that they can execute. And you know, being on the road is a little different than being home. You know, we're gonna have to handle that and being loud and. Uh, the crowd noise and everything else. So, so we'll handle that today and make sure we you pipe in the crowd noise during practice and um, you know show composure there. Um, but it's just going to come down to you know win the one-on-one battles in the end. I want to get your reaction on this. There's several surveys out there, Buckeye Nation. Forty uh, percent would, given a choice, would rather uh, beat Michigan and lose in the playoff than win a national title and lose to Michigan. Does that surprise you at all? 
What's that speak to the intensity? No, oh, I don't know. I, I just know we're, we're focused on this game, and I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people do a lot of what-if scenarios and everything, and I just I know that this game means everything to us. And, um, you know, nothing matters if we don't win this game, so we got to win the game, and that's, that's the only way I look at it. Uh, just what stands out to you about Michigan's offense and how have you seen it sort of develop and progress over the course of the season? Yeah, I thought that's, you know, since the halftime of the Penn State game, they've really uh, played good football. And, uh, you know, Patterson's throwing the ball well. The receivers are good. Collins, Peoples-Jones, uh, I think their their tight ends are good. The offensive line did a really good job against Notre Dame. And, you know, they got a good scheme. They had a lot of good coaches there. So you know, they kind of found a rhythm in the second half of the season here. And so it'll probably be our biggest challenge again. You know, as, we, as we've gone on the season, I think we've been challenged more and more. And this will this will be the most talented group we've seen by far. The way that they sort of move people around, you know, motion, misdirection, things like that, is that something that could potentially negate Chase Young? And how do you see your, your defense having to kind of respond to that? Uh, I mean, I mean, they're, they're sound and they do a good job. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to players and uh, and I don't think they're going to do anything that's, um, you know, going to be uh, anything that we probably haven't seen, but maybe they will. Uh, but, I, but I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to execution and, and guys winning their one-on-one battles. Second roll left, Ari. Hey, Ryan, when you – last year you guys had a, a huge recruiting battle head-to-head in, with somebody in this state with uh, Harrison. But over the course of the past seven years, it doesn't seem like <clears> you <throat> butted heads with Michigan at all um, on the recruiting trail, whether it's in this state or not. Are you ever surprised by – how little of a presence they have in Ohio on the recruiting trail based on just the fact that they've won a lot of games and have traditionally done that? Well, we, um, we take a lot of pride in, in recruiting the state of Ohio. And then, you know, we put, we put their recruiting list on, on the board and compare our guys to theirs, you know, just about every day, every week. And that's something that Mark looks at every day. And, and that, again, we, we, that's the part of how, how you live this rival is you compare yourselves every day against them. And, um, you know, we, again, we take a lot of pride in the fact that we recruit Ohio at a high level, and uh, we're very competitive. Um, but you know, they do a good job too. They, they, you know, they have good recruiters, and, and um, obviously a wonderful program. So it's it's always a big challenge, and that's why we go at it every day. My next question was about how the recruiting board that or their recruiting board is on your wall. What can you learn from that? Um, how long has that been going on? And as the head coach of this program, I'm assuming you've had to transition into the role of understanding what the entire strategy is and, and being in charge of that what do you learn from it uh, I mean yeah it, it's been there since I got here and um, it just gives you some awareness of where we're at um, and the battles like you said that we're in against certain guys and um, you know we rank our people and and we just want to always know exactly you know who those guys are because we know we're going to be playing them and, and that's what's important, you know, in recruiting. Sometimes you don't worry about the guys you don't get. You worry about the guys you do get. But when you're playing uh, or when, when you're going up against a team up north, you know you're going to be playing against them. So it does matter who you don't get. And so we just look at that very carefully. Do you ever make decisions in recruiting based on what's on their board? Um, it influences us, sure. Right next door, Bill. Ryan, um, everyone saw what you guys did last year against Michigan's defense, 62 points against a, a unit of that caliber, and it seemed like a lot of it was stuff you had in to, to, to beat man-to-man coverage, and, and obviously Michigan has, has adjusted its defense. But I'm wondering how you've seen every defense you've played adjust to you guys since you did that, and in turn maybe how that shaped your offensive plan this season. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a whole new year, so – you know, we, we look at the film a little bit to see, you know, what they did and everything like that. But they're 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 going to make adjustments on all that stuff. They're they're very well coached. So, you know, we really don't look at that much at all. We're really looking at this year 
kind of what we do, what they're doing. You know, their personnel is very different now, and uh, what he's doing is, is significantly different. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, guys are, are, you know, kind of on a week-to-week basis, they look and see what we're doing, and they try to stay a step ahead of you, you know. But that's that's the evolution of a season, and once you get more and more uh, games on film, then, then they make the adjustments from there. Uh, I guess maybe to, to reword that, like, what percentage of zone coverage do you think you all see this year, and how does that compare to last year? Um, probably pretty similar. Yeah, it's not different after you put sixty-two on. Uh, no, I mean I, I just think that you know all of those plays weren't against man-to-man. Um, you know there there were some, but you know he you know he mixes up his zones, and there was some zone in there too. And um, Justin and Chris both were talking about executing the deep ball coming off the Rutgers game. Looked like maybe one or two were underthrown <clears> last <throat> week, and. I can't imagine it's an issue of arm strength with Justin. I'm just wondering when a guy has an arm that is that strong, can it be any harder to like calibrate it to make sure you're putting that ball in the right place? And maybe could you overcompensate and end up leaving it short a little too much? Yeah, the the, the first one we were, um, it was a calculated throw that we wanted to really shoot down the field. And, um, you know, Chris is so fast that he kind of outran his arm on that one to the field. That was a big ball. Um, the other one, uh, to me, it was a little bit more he had to move in the pocket because he, you know, somebody flashed in his face, so it didn't come out on rhythm like we like. Um, so typically, it's just a timing thing. Justin has a very, very strong arm, so um, you know, we, we, it's usually in the pocket. So that's why we want to firm up that pocket so the ball comes out on time. Yeah. Coming out of the Penn State game, um, you said that that yeah, in the second half when things were kind of going south, it kind of retrenched and and didn't weren't as aggressive as you normally are. Um, in hindsight, do you think that was the right thing? Does it give, does it inform anything you might do this week against Michigan, knowing that uh, it's probably going to be a close game or you know it's going to be a tough situation? Uh, no, no, it doesn't change anything. I, I think absolutely it was the right thing to do at the time, and um, you know, won the game. That's the number one thing to do, and so you do everything you can to win the game. But um, you know we're aggressive. We always will be aggressive, and we're going to be aggressive. Yeah. And in terms of what this game means to you, uh, you've always said you don't feel pressure here. You feel opportunity, but you are taking over. You took over for a coach who went seven and zero. Your first game against Michigan. How are you approaching this game for you personally? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to do the best I can to make it like every week. Although we all know it's not, and do a little extra here, do a little extra there to make sure that. Uh, we're covering every single scenario we can, making sure we're letting the guys have a great plan. Um, but if you if you start to overdo things, um, then you can get yourself jammed up, and that's why all the work gets done ahead of time. That's why we live at 365, so that when you get here during the week, you don't have to all of a sudden come up with an unbelievable speech on a Tuesday. You know, the guys know what it is, and you can put the focus more on giving them a good plan, making sure things are tight. Uh, and, and spending your focus on making sure the guys are prepared. So when you took over December 4th, are you already thinking about this game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's no secret uh, that, you know, you, part of your evaluation as the head coach at Ohio State is, is how you do in this game. We all know that. So um, when you take the job, you understand that. You know, you could you could win them all and then not win this game and you'd feel like it's a disappointment. And um, I, get, I, I get that. I embrace it. And that's why we're working so hard this week. Right next door, Tim. Yeah, uh, Ryan, number one, what, what is that key – area that's between tight and loose that you want to get to for this game i mean obviously you don't want the guys so tight <laughs> yep you know i mean how do you play that well I, I call it focus i think when you look at someone's eyes you can tell if they're focused or not and based on how well you prepare the more confidence you have so i, I look at it like you know if you're taking a test and you know the answers to the test you're focused but you're not nervous and you're locked in you know you're going to do well because you have all the answers to the test 
if you don't know what you, you know, all the answers to the test and you, you start getting nervous, you start getting anxious. Um, but as long as our focus is right and we understand that, which uh, I'll be shocked if it isn't, and we prepare the right way, that gives us our best chance to be successful. Another thing, I mean, you know, we don't get to talk to these two guys this week, but Greg Madison and Al Washington Jr., how special a week is this for them, <laughs> considering where they were a year ago? And uh, how much do you lean on them for insight? Um, you know, here and there, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they're busy getting their side ready, ready to go. And I'm sure there's a range of emotions, and certainly when, when they get on the bus and head up there, there'll be even more. Um, but uh, it's just one of those things that's part of the job. You work through it, and, um, you know, they'll be really professional about it. And, you know, they know there's a lot riding on this game, and they want to do great for their players and for their families and everything like that. But, uh, but I'm sure there's, there's a lot of emotions going on there. Real quick follow-up. Did you, did you go after them because of something also that they could bring to this week in particular? Or was no. that part of the attraction? No. No. The, the, the major attraction was that I knew both of them very well. Uh, one, um, I was a coach when he played, and then I coached with him. And then the other one I coached with and have a tremendous amount of respect for. And my, my whole plan was that, you know, when I have an opportunity to have my first coaching staff, everybody in that room I trusted that had my back when things maybe didn't go so well. And, uh, and that, was, that was it. And it just so happened to be that it was against the School of North. And I know sometimes that's hard to swallow, but that was just what it was. specific moment or memory you have after you arrived here at Ohio State where you realized just how important this rivalry was to people here? Um, I mean, I don't think it was just one moment. There's a lot of moments, you know, just because it's it's every, it's every day. It's every day in the Woody. It's when you recruit. It's, it's everything. So uh, I don't think there was one moment, but um, there's a lot of moments. Uh, the most um, you know, memorable, I think for me, when I tell the story is that, you know, when they talk about throwing out the records and that anything that happened in this game was just what happened to JT, you know, and I was kind of, you know, we're preparing, we're getting ready to play in that game. And right as the ball's about to kick off, I hear JT's hurt and you can't go back in the game and the game hasn't even started yet. And I said, okay, well, we're, here we go. We're in the rivalry game. So, uh, you know, had to adjust there. And then, you know, he played in the first half and then Dwayne had to come in and go win the game. And that just goes to show you, you know, there's no, no records in a game like this. It's a rivalry, and anything can happen. So, you know, buckle up and get ready. How exciting is it for you personally to be going through this rivalry week as a head coach for the first time? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Um, I don't know if that's the number one um, emotion right now for me. You know, there's just so many things going on. But uh, once we get closer to the game, I'll get more and more excited to play the game. But right now, the focus is just on getting our guys ready, preparing, making sure the game plan's right, making sure practice is right, making sure our guys are healthy. Uh, and just making sure everything's in place to give our guys the best chance to be successful. And then as we get closer, the competitiveness starts to ramp up and you get ready to play. Front row left. Doug? Uh, what did it tell you about Chris Olave last year for him to have two touchdown catches in the Michigan game like that and sort of bust on the scene in a game that important? What did you learn about him? Well, I think you learned what, what, what followed after that, which is that he's a great player. Um, I don't think anybody really knew up until that game, what he was capable of. And then what you've, what you've seen afterwards is what he is capable of. So, um, you know, just obviously to, to play in a game like that and to be uh, become a legend in, in the history of the game to, as a freshman to block a punt and have two touchdowns, that's just unbelievable. And then, and then look what he's done from here. So, um, yeah, that was a great way to start off his career. Um, talking about the way, obviously it does seem like Michigan is playing more zone this year. You got Ohio State was a time when uh, – Ohio State was playing press man pretty much every snap several years ago, and now you guys mix up coverages. 
in, in today's day and age, when you, do you feel like most defenses have to give different looks at this point? Can, can a good college team really come out and say, we're playing man, we dare you to beat us? Or is it just hard to do that? Uh, I mean, yeah, teams do. And, um, you know, teams like to change it up. I mean, I'll say this. You know, nobody gives more looks than Don Brown when it comes to different looks. I mean, he takes a lot of pride in that. I know that. And uh, over the years, his different teams, you know, they'll 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 play more zone than man. They'll play more zone than uh, or, or man than zone. And what he does a great job of is he puts his guys in position to be successful. And uh, so again, you know, some of those things last year, maybe maybe it seemed like man, they were still zone. And um, so he he changes it up and uh, he does a great job. And uh, I know he's going to do another good job this weekend. And this is a. Repeating a question you've been asked a million times. Everybody grows up with stuff. The, the two previous head coaches here grew up with this. Jim Tressel and Urban Meyer could tell stories. And when they were a kid, and they did, about Ohio State, Michigan, you just you didn't grow up in Ohio. It doesn't disqualify you from being the Ohio State head coach or from this rivalry. But I don't know. Can you just explain when you come to learn about something as an adult, right, that maybe it's not in you, but I think on maybe on some level, you know, you have a different appreciation of it because you're it's not necessarily in your blood but man when you start learning about it you do start understanding it just just that process for yeah. you the history of it the intensity of it because you really did come to it more as an adult yeah well I, yeah and i think that uh, for me to see um, what this means to the people of ohio and the buckeye nation uh, that's to me where it really hits home to me and it, it strikes at my heart uh, strong because I just see that this is everything. I, I just know that, um, you know, the Ohio State football team means everything to the people of Ohio. It runs deep in their blood, and it's it's who they are. It's their identity. It's their pride. And to be the head coach of the football team, it's just an unbelievable responsibility. And that's why we stay late at night. We come early in the morning and make sure we do everything we can to make sure we're successful in this game because it means so much to so many people. And um, and, and I take that to heart. Far left, Lori. Uh, you were asked about sort of your history with rivalries as a sports fan, but if you were a football player yourself, did you, what's your experience with rivalry games in terms of your play as a quarterback? Uh, you know, we when I was in college, we had um, a rivalry against uh, Maine, and that was uh, big. Um, back back in New Hampshire, we, we had that, we fought for the musket, that was the, the, the prize, and so that was a big rivalry for us. Um, and then growing up, there was a lot of, um, you know, in our town of, of Manchester, New Hampshire, we have about 100,000 people in four high schools. And there was rivalry games, cross-town rivals, uh, things like that. We we played our um, Thanksgiving day. It was called the Turkey Bowl um, in Gill Stadium in Manchester, New Hampshire. And that was a big time. You know, everybody in the city would come out for those kind of games. And um, so those are kind of my experiences. But sort of jumping off Doug's question, did anything in your background prepare you for what the rivalry means here in Columbus? Uh, again, just seeing and you know i mean i've just i've been around sports my entire life i've watched sports my entire life i've that's what i've been since i could remember i could walk is uh just being a part of everything and seeing uh what it means to so many people and and but again growing up for me it was more of the pro teams because that's what i saw and um it was still everything i remember you know family members crying when the red Sox, you know uh, were in the world series and the ball went through bill buckner's legs and i mean things like that you just you remember because that's that's the way life was and um you know, going into the garden to watch Bird go against Magic Johnson and those type of things. And uh, th- those are the reasons why you become a coach is to be in those, those kind of uh, environments. And, and this is what that this is here. Yeah. Right next door, Matt. Um, the ball security <laughs> issues from last week, you haven't had them really mm-hmm. all year. Um, any common thread in it? Was it just 
good defensive plays by Penn State and how much is that obviously going on the road, I guess, emphasized this Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, completely inexcusable. And, uh, you know, that's how you ruin a whole season right there. So uh, that being said, I think it was a little bit of both. I think that um, we were a little careless. I thought uh, a couple of them were really good plays. You know, the one to Justin and the goal line, he's, he's working hard. The ball's pretty tight, and the guy puts his helmet right on the ball. Not an excuse, but I thought uh, if you look at it, he wasn't just being careless there, but but not good enough. Um, we score right there. I, you know, the, the game could be completely different, and uh, it wasn't. Uh, and then, and then the two the two fumbles there between J.K. and um, and, and Justin there in the third quarter again uh, were inexcusable. Um, were they good players or not? Who knows? The, all I know is they can't give up the ball. And um, we give someone the football, we put the whole team's uh, trust in their hands and the future in their hands, and and they know that. You know, they know that. So uh, it's it's something that you know they're not great champions. They were warriors. They played. They both played real tough and. and they played really good, but it, you know, if you give up the ball, you're not a champion, and, and uh, you put our team at risk. So, um, you know, we talked about it, and uh, we're going to get it fixed. Um, Michigan's run defense uh, early in the year they <coughs> with Wisconsin, which a lot of teams do, but it looks like statistically they've shorted up. What do you see when you look at them? Because that's running game is obviously a big part of your offense. Yeah, I mean, I think that they were they were kind of finding their way early in the season, and they've found a rhythm now. Um, again, I think probably since the second half of that that Penn State game is when they caught their rhythm. Um, they, you know, Wisconsin did hit some runs on them early with, with Taylor, um, but but they're they're good. They they found their way, and you know he's done a good job of getting the guys in the right positions to be successful. Front row left, Mitch. Uh, coming off that a little bit, uh, Shea Patterson's playing his best football of the season. When you look at tape of him, can you tell why that is? He's doing anything different? What's what's going on with him? Uh, no, I don't. I don't really know. You know, I'm not there, so I don't know the dynamics of what's going on. So it's hard to tell when you don't know people. But I do see him being more confident, and um, I see, you know, a, a group that you know feels like they they found an identity, and um, they got good, really good receivers. By the way, you know, I mean those those receivers are talented, and uh, offensive lines giving them time. So. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what made them all click, but it seems like it's going going well right now for them. Uh, fourth row middle, Wyatt. I'm going off of Doug's question about Chris Olave's performance. How important is that type of performance in that large of a game for a freshman player in developing him? Well, I just think it gives him confidence that if he can do it in that game, he can do it in any game, which he's kind of shown that he can do. And so, what a, what a great opportunity to step up in a big big time um, you know rivalry game. Then again, this this year, who's going to be the guy who steps up and? Um, becomes a legend in Ohio State football history. You know that's that's what's fun about playing in games like this. Well, we have uh, just a few more minutes. Uh, just FYI, second row left, right, Tony. Right. What was your record as a starter when uh, playing for the Musket? Ooh, I think I might have been one and two. I think. Yeah, I got to check. Be sure. <laughs> that, was Sorry to bring that, up. that was a while ago. Um, I was going to ask you for your most distinct Michigan memory, but it sounds like it was the the start of that 2017 game. Then what do you uh, remember when JT finally went down for good at the end in terms of getting Dwayne ready for that? Well, going into the game, um, the, the week before, uh, we played Illinois at home in the pouring rain, and Dwayne uh, came into the game and fumbled on like his second snap. They returned it for a touchdown, and we had to put JT and the starters back in the game, which was a complete nightmare. So that was my last memory of, of how Dwayne was doing on the field, and now we're in the rivalry game trying to play and win the game. Um, and I think it was his first two snaps were two false starts. It was third and three. Uh, we got a false start. 
Uh, it was third and eight. We got a false start. It was third and 13. Then he threw the fade route to Austin Mack. And then from there, he played really good. He kind of stepped into it. And I think that was his, uh, you talk about Chris Olave's moment. That was probably Dwayne's moment to say, yeah, I'm here now. Um, so it was great to see him compete like that. But up until that moment, I wasn't really sure how it was going to go down. I was in a box. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just, hey, here we go. And <laughs> have at it, brother. Ryan, in this rivalry, looking back the last really 20 years, the team that wins the rushing battle typically teams to win whoever outwins the other. And obviously, that probably typically happens in football where the team that wins is going to outgain the other. But I'm curious, in this rivalry, why do you think that's been magnified or really important? Uh, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's important in every game because you control the clock, you control the game when you can run the football. Um, you know, I thought we did that last week. Uh, other than the tur- turnovers, because if we don't turn the ball over, we pretty much control that game because we 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 ran the ball. Um, but I, I just think it's important that way. You know, you can you can throw the ball and that, that's fine. But uh, but when you can run the ball, you control the clock, you control the game. You know, and um, and so I think that's why it's typically important. And Jonathan Cooper announced last week that he's going to pursue a redshirt, so he, he can appear in one more game. How do you guys determine where he? comes back, how he prepares during the week, what game you want to use him for? Uh, a lot of things come into play. You know, the depth of our D-line, uh, his overall health, if he's exactly at 100%, uh, you know, what the game plan is. But uh, it, it's good to know that we have a game that we can use him in if, if it's fit. You know, and then certainly, uh, you know, he's going to play another game this year. We just don't know exactly which one yet. Ryan, in regards to having Al Washington and Greg Medicine on your staff, how much of an edge do you think that gives you from a game planning perspective in terms of maybe what Don Brown might be thinking on Saturday? Uh, you know, not much. I mean, you know, it's a different team. They're, they're a different team. And, um, you know, there's a couple things here and there. But for the most part, you know, you just watch the film and you got to figure out what your guys can do. Um, sometimes that gets stuff gets overrated because you start to overthink things. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, those guys, you know, obviously have their hands full on the other side, you know, so they're, they're busy over there. Uh, over here to the right, Don? You study these guys year round. You, you know what they're about. You know what all the players are about. How good is this team that you're going to face? And is this the best club you'll face this year? It's the most talented. And, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, they, they, they have uh, the ability to be as good as anybody in the country, you know, when they're playing well. And so um, I think they're playing their best football now. Um, and, and certainly we're going to get their best shot on Saturday. And final question over here to the right plate. From the time that Urban stepped down until he gave you the whistle, what was that after the Rose Bowl? Mm-hmm. Was there anything he said to you one-on-one about this game? No, but just because I think uh, we talked about it all the time, um, you know, during those two years was just how important it was. And, you know, we were coming off of the heels of, of the rivalry game last year when, we, you know, uh, we played very well on offense, so you know in the time that we had put into that game plan, and I think he understood that uh, you know how much I appreciated you know what what he did to build this rivalry up in in, in uh, his seven years here and what his record was, and uh, to think that you know he's seven and zero is just completely overwhelming sometimes. But all you do is you just put one foot in front of the other and you just keep working, and that's all we've done. That's that's all our coaching staff has done. That's what I've done, and we're going to do the same thing this week. Coach, thank you very much. Thanks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Next, we hear from sophomore wide receiver Chris Olave. Far left, Lori from 610 WTVN. Um, because you haven't played there, I'm wondering what your teammates have told you about playing in the mm-hmm. uh, I haven't really asked about it, but I'm looking forward to playing, playing up there. I, I understand the sidelines are really tight. Has anyone, has anyone told you to look out for people on the sidelines or anything like that? Uh, like I said, I haven't really asked. I haven't really asked around yet, so uh, uh, I, I, I'm just looking forward to playing there. Uh, fourth row left, Jared from uh, WCMH. Chris, last year, some fans probably had to look in the roster, make sure they knew who you were, mm-hmm. and that you were scoring two touchdowns and blocking a punt. How did that game last year, that performance, change your mentality, change your, your, your future? How big a deal was that day in your life? Uh, I believe it changed my career. Uh, having, that game, having that game and, and specifically that game was uh, we kind of built, built our program around that game. And uh, that game was around our building everywhere. So uh, having that game and that game specifically, is, uh, I believe it changed my career. In, in, in changing it, is it just about confidence, or, or is there something more to it than that? Uh, it was it was a little spark of confidence to myself, and uh, I believe it brought, it brought me closer to my teammates, uh, them knowing that I could I could do that, and uh, just giving all praise to them and the seniors last year, and uh, just just keep going with it. Uh, front row left, Doug from Cleveland.com. Chris, did you understand at the time? How big of a deal it was to catch two touchdowns in the Michigan game, or did you appreciate it more after the fact? Uh, at the time, I didn't really know how big it was. I was just kind of playing football, and uh, especially after the game, that's when it that's when it hit me. And uh, my family was there for the first time, and they kind of uh, they had uh, they all had smiles on their face, and uh, my teammates and all uh, my coaches and Buckeye Nation was was astonished by the performance. And right next door, Nathan from Cleveland.com. Those opportunities you've had to, to go up and have to fight a DB for ball in the air and come down with it, how much do you look forward to that? Like, where does that rank on your things that you enjoy about football? Uh, I think that's number one. Uh, I believe it's either, it's either you or him that gets the ball, and uh, I'm not really a, a big target, and I, I, like, I like those jump balls when Justin throws it up and somebody has to come down with it. So uh, that's, that's not really a big part of my game, but I look forward to that. Think of yourself as a big target. Do you use that to kind of make yourself a big target? And and, and what's kind of the key to winning those? Uh, yeah, I look at myself as a big target, and I believe I could go up and, and high point the ball with the best of them. So uh, that's that's one of that's one of the game or one of the parts of the game that I try to work on. And uh, he gives he gives me opportunity the game to do that, and I try to come down with it. Third row left, Dan from Eleven Warriors. Chris, was there a moment after you arrived at Ohio State where you realized just how much this rivalry means to people? Uh, it's first first day I stepped on campus. Uh, I didn't I didn't really know how much the rivalry was when I first got here because I'm from the West Coast. But when I first got here, uh, everybody was talking about it, and I believe we had a workout that day, and we had a uh, we had to do Team Up North abs, which is like after the workout we do how many days uh, counting down. That's how many abs we got to do for that day, and uh, that's that's when I first heard of the rivalry. Was that eye-opening for you, coming all the way from California to realize, like, this is such a big deal here? Yeah, it definitely was. And uh, coming here, I didn't I didn't really think that was going to be a huge deal. But uh, 
when I see when I seen all the clocks in the in the building, uh, counting down to that game, that's what I that's what I knew was huge. Chris, what is it about these high stakes game last week included, where you seem to have played your best? Why is that bringing that out of you? Uh, that's why I came to Ohio State to play in these type of games, and uh, I wanted to play against the best. So when we get an opportunity to play the big game, I believe I got to bring out my best, and that's, that's what I did. Do you think at all like, you're only a sophomore, but what you did in the game last year, Big Ten title game, now Penn State last week? Are, are you thinking at all like you're already starting to leave a pretty impressive legacy, and you still got a lot of football ahead of you? Uh, I just continue to try to get better every day, and uh, I gave all praise to God and my teammates and my coaches, and uh, they bring the best out of me. So I just try to go out there and do it for them. Got time for a couple more. Right next door, Tim Letterman Rowe. Yeah, Chris, uh, Justin, how much better is he compared to the first game y'all played this year from a field awareness, finding guys, uh, going through his progressions, et cetera? What have you seen change dramatically about him, especially in the passing game? Uh, his ability to, to to get the ball downfield has been a, a lot better. Uh, he overthrew a couple of receivers earlier in the year, and uh, now he's yeah, he's uh, he's he's got it underneath him, and he's he's putting the ball on us to make us to let us make a play. So, uh, and he's he's got a lot of game to him, and a lot of toughness and grit. And we saw last game we took a lot of hits, and he bounced he bounced right back, and uh, that's what we love about him. So uh, you heard about how big this Ohio State Michigan game was coming in here and stuff. And then y'all went 62 to 39 last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Did that change your thoughts on it, or is it still as huge as it ever was? Uh, it's still, it's still huge. We, we, I know we got a lot of respect for them and uh, and their program. So uh, having that having that uh, performance last year, uh, they had the number one defense in the nation. So uh, I believe they got to have a little a little taste in their mouth and and try to get us this year. So we got to prepare for them. And final questions from the right, Bill, from uh, the dispatch. You came in as a bit of an under-the-radar recruit. Mm-hmm. People talked about you pretty early on as a guy that's watching out for Chris Olave. Do you have any sense before the Michigan game that that could be your big kind of splash game? Uh, I had no sense at all. I just came into every week trying to trying to make a play when I get on the field. And uh, that's, that's the game. I got a huge opportunity, and I took advantage of it and uh, gave all praise to God, like I said. Great. Chris, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Now it's time for senior safety, Jordan Fuller. One of the backs that played like one of the stronger units on the defense and the whole team. How has Seven Banks kind of earned a spot in that rotation, and how have you seen him improve since he got here? Um, I mean, just coming in from as a freshman, you could just tell just how talented athletically he was. Um, and I think this year he's taken steps on the middle side of the game for sure, but also just his ability to finish now is, has really taken some huge steps. So I think that's where Seven's at, and I, I can't wait to see how his career takes off even more. Front row, Bill. The strength of Michigan's offense is probably their receivers. They're big, strong, fast, all that stuff. Could you describe the challenge you have? Obviously, your secondary is the strength of, of your defense too. How much are you looking forward to that challenge? What are, what are the keys to that matchup? Uh, we definitely look forward to it. Um, after watching the film and just knowing them from prior years, they're definitely a very talented group, one of the most talented groups we play all year. So we definitely have our hands full with them. But um, I'm confident in our group as well. So uh, we're going to prepare hard and um, try to get a beat on the kinds of stuff they like to do and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, we definitely have our hands full. It should be fun. Fourth row left, Jared. Jordan, they got one of the most physical receiving groups you'll, you'll see. Uh, you guys with not only great size, but great speed. What is it you've evaluated from them early on here in study 
that make them a unique group? Uh, really, they can do it all. Um, they have guys that have great hands that can go up and get the ball, but also when they have the ball in their hands, they can, they can make something happen with it. So um, they, they can attack you in every which way. So that's something you got to be prepared for. How do you prepare for it? What, what changes? Um, I would say extra film study, um, making sure everybody's on the same page. And I think tackling is going to be a big part of this game as well. So. There was a play last week where uh, Penn State hit a run up the middle for 10 or 12 yards, and I think you came up and made the tackle mm-hmm. in space, and it felt like if, if you don't make that tackle, maybe that goes all the way to the house. What, can you just describe, like, in a moment like that, what's that like when you're the single deep safety and there's a guy coming at you and it's like, man, i got to tackle this guy or we're in trouble? Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely something I take pride in, and just letting our defense go out and play another another down. Um and getting a guy on the ground, but um, it's definitely not your favorite position to be in, but it's something that has to be done. And, I mean, that's why I have the name safety. So, um, I mean, I, I just try to make that play for my teammates every time. And Jeff Halfley, after the game, was saying, he, I think he called you like an eraser back there, that if there's other mistakes that get made, maybe that you can sort of erase the mistake by making sure it doesn't get out. Just do you like that responsibility? You sort of just said you don't want to be in that position all that much, but how do you think all year you have done in being sort of the last guy back there to make sure big plays don't break? Uh, I think I think I've done a pretty good job of it, um, just in trying to be a sure tackler and make sure uh, big plays are limited and stuff like that. But um, that's that's pretty high praise, and I appreciate that him saying that. But it doesn't mean anything if I don't keep keep uh, doing my job. So. Jordan, um, there was a play, I think there might have been two plays against Penn State where somebody broke wide open on one side of the field. The ball never went there. I think one of them might have been the play where you might have almost got an interception and Hamler was like sort of, there was a mix-up and Hamler was running down the, free down the sideline. When you guys are watching film, like how much do you talk about breakdowns that might happen that don't end up impacting the play? Like for instance, if you, did you guys see that and think like, well, if the quarterback actually would have saw that, that would have been a bad deal for us. Or do you just talk about the other side of the play where the ball went and the good play that you all made on that? Um, we talk about both. So, obviously, we don't any, want anybody running open in our defense. But at the same time, um, I think we might have saw the quarterback looking the other way or something like that. But um, I know I did. So that's why I kind of went over to the sideline to help Pete out. But, um, but yeah, we, we definitely don't want anybody running open in our defense. So... I mean that's that's why we watch film and that's that's stuff we got to get better at at the same time. We're not perfect. Jordan, in the offseason, there was a lot of talk about uh, Michigan revamping their offense and running a new offensive coordinator. As you studied the film, just how different are they offensively? Um, they are a bit different. Um, just in certain things they like to do. I I, I usually watch the the pass stuff, so I, I haven't watched too much of the the run game and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, they try to. Uh, get the ball in the hands of their playmakers um, just in kind of different ways than last year maybe, but it's still um, a similar offense, I would say. But, um, but yeah, just trying to get, get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. Yeah, Jordan, uh, this compared to this time a year ago, y'all were coming off that, that Maryland game. I know you don't like to talk about that, but what is that sense in your out there on the field right now that are you – is there a sense of confidence that you maybe you guys as a group didn't have a year ago? What is just that sense that – 
you as a player have when you're with that group right now playing as well as y'all are defensively? Mm -hmm. um, there definitely is a more of a sense of confidence just because um, we've played well up until this point. Um, and um, just trusting the guy next to you to do his job and, um, and really just going out and playing for each other, I think that's, that's the biggest thing, and that's what, um, what attributes to our success the most, just the love of your brother and going out and playing as hard as you can for him. But um, there definitely is a higher sense of confidence, but um, I think it comes with our preparation uh, during the week. Another thing, uh, you know, uh, Shea Patterson, what what have you noticed that's different about him compared to a year ago as you prep for this game, especially the last several games? They seem to be playing mm. with much more confidence with their big over-the-top over passing game as much as anything else. But what just stands out about him right now? Uh, strong, strong arm, uh, the ability to, ex to extend plays and still keep his eyes down the field. But also um, I think he looks comfortable definitely in this uh, these past few games. He, look, he looks really comfortable, and he's playing at a high, high level right now. Uh, last couple, uh, we will go all the way to the left, Lori. Um, we hear all the time about how this is a 365-day-a-year rivalry. What is the most important thing you do outside of game week to get ready for the game? Um, I don't think you could point to a single thing. I think it's just the culmination of everything we do, like whether it's the, the workouts or different periods during the spring um, or like fall camp, uh, the countdown clock. I mean, it's just, it's always in the back of your mind just how important it is for for us and the, the state of Ohio and all our fans and families and, and stuff like that. So I, I can't really point to a singular thing, but I think it's a culmination of everything. Jordan, you guys in the secondary had a couple chances to get your hands on the ball and keep them, get a pick. They slipped away. Mm -hmm. DBs let one get away. What is the next week like? Extra extra jugs, extra, you know? Um, I would say, yeah, in, in terms of me, I know I've been working on catching the ball, but definitely this week I'll work on, like, contested catches maybe because I feel like I caught it, but it just got got knocked out at the end. But, um, but yeah, um, probably extra jugs and um, – just never relaxing and definitely just looking the ball in. I think is that's it hard, what. Is it hard to duplicate those situations for you in practice. I mean, you're not. It's not like you want to get hit a bunch during the right. week. Um, it is, but our coaches always find a way to um, simulate something that's maybe not be the same as a game rep, but pretty pretty darn close. So. Thank you, Jordan. Are you playing that it's time for worse on this week's time? Uh, I think that's a coach <laughs> question, but I've I've heard it a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> Now we turn to sophomore offensive lineman Wyatt Davis. Front row right, Austin from Letterman Row. Wyatt, how does, how does it feel to get the, singled out as an offensive lineman when you get those sort of player of the game honors? And I know you guys pride yourself on being a group of five, but for you to get the spotlight, what did that mean? Um, you know, it meant a lot. Uh, obviously, it meant I was doing something right. Uh, but, um, no, nah, I mean, the preparation and hard work that goes into each week for each opponent, um, especially with Coach Studd, you know, he wants nothing but the best from all of us. So, um, you know, that's one of our goals. Why not? Like, what? Because, you know, we go through these team meetings, and typically it's a skilled guy, and he'll challenge us and say, why not you? So, um, you know, it wasn't just an award for me. I felt like it was kind of an award for, our, for the group as a whole. And 
Um, it just added a little bit of extra juice to, to what we got going on now. So, no, it was a great feeling, though. Did you have a sense on Saturday that you were playing at that kind of level when you were out there? No. I would, see, I was just more so focused on just getting the victory and, you know, doing my part. But, no, nah, that, that didn't really pop up in my mind. Front row right. Uh, Bill from the dispatch. Wyatt, the, the weather forecast for Saturday looks like could be snow. Uh, if that's the case, probably be more of a running game. How much would that excite you? What, what's the challenge of facing their defensive line, their front seven? Um, it's definitely going to be exciting if that's the case because, um, you know, we, we love running the ball and love getting after it. But going against, you know, Team Up North, their defensive line, um, and just their whole defense as a whole, it's going to be another great challenge for us. But... This is something that we've been preparing for even before football season during the off season. So it's just going to come down to all the hard work and preparation that we did even before the season started. It all comes down to this game now. And, um, you know, one of the few things we say in the O-line room is is that it's going to count on us because if we're, if we're not producing, then as an offense as a whole, um, you know, it can't function. And then we're putting the defense in bad positions. So if that's the case, um, we're going to take the challenge and, and you know, just – put in the work on Saturday that we've been putting in um, this whole entire time preparing for this moment. Third row left, Dan from 11 Warriors. Wyatt, is there a moment or a memory since you've been here at Ohio State where you realize just how important this rivalry is to people? Oh, could you repeat that one more time? Is there a moment since you've arrived here at Ohio State where you realize just how important this rivalry game is to people? Yes, I'll probably say it was on my recruiting trip. Actually, this was even before I got here. I never understood the rivalry, but... I um, was wearing like a blue tank top in the in the facility, and um, one of the hosts was telling me, "Hey, you, you, do you have a jacket or anything? You got to take that off because you know you're not allowed to wear blue in here." And I remember I was just kind of sitting there like, "Well, it's like 100 degrees during the summer, and I got to put a jacket on." But no, I, I did. And then after, uh, I guess word got to Coach Meyer, and uh, I had the the jacket on. He unzipped, and he was like, "Unzip that. Do you have some? Do you have, do you have that ugly color on?" And I was like, "Yeah." He said, "Don't ever do that again." So then I was like, oh, "Okay, well, yeah, I definitely won't do that again." But no, nah, that that made me realize that you know this is this is real, and this is uh, you know it's very historic, and <clears throat> we take that very serious around here. Much about Ohio State Michigan rivalry before you came here, or is that something you kind of learned once you arrived on campus? I learned once I arrived on campus, um, you know, because growing up in California, <clears throat> especially when I was younger, I wasn't really, you know, focused on it, but I always knew that it, you know, it was a rivalry, but I just didn't know how big it was, obviously, until I got here. So, uh, I'm sorry, uh, front row right, Joey from the dispatch. Why, just to follow up on the about running the ball from earlier. In this game, the team that typically can run the ball better will win. I know this will be your first time starting against Michigan, um, but why do you think the team that runs the ball better has an edge in this particular game, or why is it important in this game? Um, because you, well, if you're successful running the ball, you're basically controlling the game. Because um, you know, running the ball, you're controlling the time, and especially if you have one of those drives like we did on this past Saturday coming out, where it was like a 13-play drive. I mean, that especially with how we go up tempo and run the ball. It, gets the D-line, gets the whole defense kind of, um, you know, out of place because, you know, these guys start getting tired. And so if you're able just to keep on doing that and have those long play drives, it it puts a little little pressure on the defense. So um, I would definitely agree with that, that, you know, if we come out and do what we're supposed to do and dominate the running game, we, we definitely have a, you know, a greater chance of getting the end goal that we want.
Can you guys decide before that opening drive last weekend we're just going to run the ball, like basically every play? No, I mean, you know, we kind of just test the waters and see what's kind of going on. I mean, we knew it was going to be a great challenge for us up front because their D-line, um, prior to going into that game, you know, we were studying, um, you know, copious amounts of film on them just because they were all very talented across the board. And past teams haven't really had too much success besides maybe Minnesota running the ball on them. So, um, you know, we, we tested the water and we came out, we ran the ball, and we just started kind of, you know, we felt the momentum shifting. Some of their guys kind of early on were getting tired, so we just kept pounding and pounding and, you know, it was working out for us. And, and it also kind of just sends a message to, you know, the defense, like, oh, okay, these guys are coming out ready to play. So um, I'd probably say that that's why we did it. What have you seen from Justin since Saturday, and how good was it to see him perform in a physical game like he did going into a game that you know is going to be equally, if not as more physical? Uh, no, it was great to see. I mean, I've always said he's a great leader, and he you know he definitely did take some shots this past game. That stuff that we'll, we'll definitely clean up and fix. But you know, the fact that he just was able. Uh, to just bounce right back up and to keep on going, you know, it says a lot about his toughness and his character. And you know, like, like I said, I mean, he, he's just an incredible leader. Um, and you know, that, that's the type of effort that you want in your quarterback, especially you know when it gets in those tough physical games, not to you know shy away from getting hit. I mean, he'll sit there and he'll even take some shots and then you know complete a pass, which says a lot about him. So he, he's not afraid to take hits and. You know, going against this last uh, little stretch we got going on, we're going to be playing more tough teams with tough defenses, so uh, it's going to even get more physical. And how much blue clothing do you own now? Oh, I, I burned it all. Second row left, Bill from Letterman, or from uh, the Athletic. Why? Uh, I know last year against Michigan you had to go in at the end after Beach got hurt, but I, if I'm not mistaken, you also had to go in earlier. I think Beach might have like lost a shoe at one point. Yeah. And you had to go into the game. So what was it like to get inserted to, into the Michigan game for the first time, sort of unexpectedly? Uh, it was crazy, especially you know the first, when he when he lost his shoe. I remember I was just kind of just sitting there like, wait, what's going on? And Coach Show was like, hey, go go in. We need you to go in. So, um, yeah, at first it was definitely a little nerve wracking, but um, I just got I, after that first. Little mishap that happened when I had to go back in for the second time. It was, it was fine, but just as far as the experience, I mean, it, it was like a little taste. So um, ever since that day, it just kind of made me more hungry to play in this game, just because you know it was almost like a teaser. Um, so I, I'm just looking really forward to it, and you know, even the short time I was out there, I could, I could feel it. Like you could just feel the the rivalry and. Um, uh, that's why I'm just looking forward to this game for so much. And, uh, I've asked uh, a couple of your teammates in the offensive line about this because it's interesting in your perspective. You guys have run quite a bit of outside zone runs this year. I think maybe more than we've seen from, from this team in the past. Just what is it about your group up front or, or maybe even JK that, that that's a good play for you guys? Well, up front, um, across the board, I feel like we're, you know, we're, we're athletic across the board, which kind of just helps us get on those blocks and get up to the second level. But just having a back like J.K., he makes it very easy because the slightest crease that he sees, he'll just take it and, you know, it could go for 90 yards and some ridiculous like that. But I know that play has just been successful for us because, you know, the preparation that we've put into that play, um, <clears throat> done a lot of reps of, of outside zone. And 
Um, you know, just the technique that Coach Stud teaches on that play is, uh, I feel like, has a lot of success to why we're able to uh, run it so much. Wyatt, does Michigan, do they run any more stunts on the defensive line than other teams? Um, what are you just talking about as far in general? Yeah. Or, I mean, they, they run a lot of stunts, but, I mean, it's, it's hard to say just because against, you know, it seems like every team that we've played up to this point has done something different um, from what we've seen on film. So, But, no, I mean, they definitely have their third down packages where they run stunts and twists and stuff like that. And, you know, we just got to prepare, get ready for any possible look that we could see. So to answer your question, you know, I, I could say yes, but it's going to depend more on once uh, what we see on Saturday. Just in general, what, how have you guys handled that when other teams have done that with you, making sure you guys are picking <clears throat> up everybody? And, like, what's the key for an offensive line, you know, when they're trying to maybe get a free rusher off, something like that? Um, as far as picking it up? Just making sure you guys pick it up, and how, how well do you think you've done it this year? Well, it's just like mid-game adjustments. Um, you know, there's been multiple games this year where they may have came out and ran something that we haven't seen before, and <clears throat> it's just important for us to communi- communicate that to the coaches once we get back off that drive to explain what happened, what they were in, and what they did. And, you know, our coaches have done an excellent job of, you know, getting us out of those situations where we're not prepared. But, you know, it, there are times where it will happen in the game just because, you know, they may not have shown it in, on, you know, in previous games, and they could have been saving it for us. But it's just t- it's just about a communication and getting it across to the coaches. Well, we've got time for just a couple more because we got Chris Olave and I want to be able to wrap up right next door to Nathan from Cleveland.com. These, uh, these games where it's going to be in the 30s, it's going to be snowy, I would think that to, to really excel in that, you'd almost have to welcome that. Have you gotten to that point yet where you know a guy growing up not playing in conditions <laughs> like that at all, do you like look forward to that yet? I mean, it's definitely going to be a different challenge. Um, so like you said, growing up not facing that type of weather, you know, it was different when I first came out here. But, um, I mean, yeah, you just kind of got to embrace it. I mean, it is what it is. It's going to – I mean, we know it's going to be cold. It's November, so – um, I would just, you know, I, I don't think it's going to have too too much effect. I mean, obviously it's going to be a little chilly, but um, it's nothing. It's nothing that I'm really worried about. Right, Coach Day has talked about in the past. You know, you guys maybe you wear different shoes for the conditions. You practice mm-hmm. sometimes preparing for it. But is the mental side of it as important, more important than what you well, anything you do physically on the day of the game? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, mental preparation is key, uh, especially going into big time games and just. It really just comes down to knowing your stuff, knowing your assignments, knowing what you're supposed to do, because as long as you're confident in what you know, um, you know, the playing stuff, it kind of just feels for itself. So mental preparation, in my opinion, is probably the biggest aspect of, you know, playing well and being successful. Wyatt, schematically speaking, how much different does this Michigan defense maybe look to you compared to last year? Um... I mean, they run <clears throat> some some different stuff and some similar stuff from last year. But, uh, you know, last year they, they had a really good front last year, so they were able to run a lot of different stuff. I'm not saying they don't have a great front this year. They do. But um, I, w- I wouldn't say it's too much, but I know that they're probably going to bring bring some stuff that we haven't seen before come game day on Saturday. <clears throat> Why, do you uh, – you as a – player and then you guys as a group offensive line, do y'all prefer to go against what they call like opponents? I mean, you know, talent level wise, mm-hmm. the, what, what, do you look more forward to those kind of games to prove yourself, I guess, for one of another term? 
Uh, yes. Um, you know, we love those. That's why we went to Ohio State is because you, you want to play against the best. So in games like that where it comes down to, you know, just those one-on-one blocks, basically either you or him, um, you know, it's very fun. On, and <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of games, especially now, where talent equates up front, especially because, you know, we're going to be facing more teams with really good defenses and def- defensive lines especially. So, you know, we look we look very forward to the challenge. Do and those teams tend to play you more straight <clears throat> up if you follow my drift? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. You understand uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone's got tricks, but yeah, sometimes I mean they'll they'll come out sometimes in their base stuff and just kind of see how it feels that first series, and then from then on they might come out in some different stuff if they're not able to hold up up front. Great, Wyatt, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. And finally, it's time for junior linebacker Tough Borland. There's a pretty good chance the weather's not going to be great up there on Saturday. What are your thoughts on that? And also, if that's the case, it could come down to the run game. Um, could you kind of describe your thoughts on, on the challenge of stopping their, their run game? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, if it's bad weather game, that's that's good good for uh, defense. So, um, I'm not, I don't know, not really worried about the weather. Um, but uh, the run game presents some challenges. You know, big, strong offensive line, uh, good back. So, um, have our work cut out for us. Uh Ryan Day, this is first year as head coach coaching in the rivalry game. How can you tell that it's important to how important it is to him? What indications does he give you that it's important? Yeah, you know, I mean, everything's been the same since I've been here, so that's been passed down from uh, Coach Meyer to Coach Day, and um, as you can see throughout the facility, um, um, and you see all the signs and everything, so that that's one indication. And then um, we train for it all year long. So um, you know, workouts and then um, in the spring practice, we have a um, period set of set aside for uh, team up north. And then uh, going into preseason camp, we do as well. So um, with Coach, uh, especially, I mean, what what is it in what he says to you, how he acts that this is. He gets it. What this rivalry is. Well, I think everything gets ramped up um, this week. Just his intensity. Um, I practice on Sunday, um, and then um, obviously throughout the week it'll be it'll be the same way. Just everything gets ramped up, intensity, and uh, just get his players ready to go. go fourth row, Dan. Is there a moment that you can think of? after you arrived here, where maybe it hit you, just how important this rivalry is to people here? Um, I don't know if there's a particular moment. Um, obviously, like, it's in, it's ingrained in you um, the moment you walk on campus. Um, and until you actually play in that game, you, that's when you kind of understand um, kind of what this rivalry means to um, not only the people in this facility, but um, throughout the whole state of Ohio, around the country. Um, so, yeah. Obviously, you grew up in Illinois. Did you feel like you had a pretty good understanding of how important it was when you got here, or did you kind of learn that over the course of your first no, year? No, that's, that's definitely learned. Coming in here, you have no idea um, what this means. And um, like I said, until you actually play um, in the game and gain some experience, then you kind of get some insight on um, what this means. Just schematically, what Michigan does, what is that? 
what kind of challenges does that present? What are you guys going to have to be aware of against them that maybe you don't against another opponent? Um, schematically, I mean, I, I don't know. Big bodies, multiple tight end packages. Um, they have the ability to um, run the ball right at you, but then they also have um, playmakers along the perimeter, um, quarterback. So um, just multiple ways that they can attack the defense. Are you expecting more of a passing challenge over the middle from a team? like? It seems like they do that a lot with the RPOs and, and stuff. Yeah, they do. Um, I don't know. I think our defense um, kind of helps eliminate some of that, but um, we'll see what happens. What's your most uh, distinct memory about this rivalry on or off the, off the field? Um, 2016 uh, was probably one that sticks out to me. Uh, I've said I didn't play in it, but um, just being around um, in the stadium uh, with that atmosphere and the way the whole game kind of unfolded, that's one that stuck, sticks out. And when, then last year with... Um, with how things went during the course of the year, and then um, to play like we did, that was good too. Yeah, uh, tough. Can, speaking of last year, can you can you quantify the difference from a confidence standpoint, or wherever you want to call it, of you guys defensively compared to this time a year ago, coming off that Maryland game, et cetera? You know, just what's the level of confidence, I guess, in that group now defensively? You know, I mean, I, earlier on in the year we were trying to. Um, prove ourselves uh, like last year's in the past. I don't know. I don't. I don't really think about it too much. Um, it's in the past for a reason. Um, all you can do is kind of focus in on the week ahead. And um, obviously, we're we're uh, playing at a high level right now. And uh, only thing we can do is can continue to do that. I was gonna say, but as you're playing now, is it, is it essential or all? Y'all have the same thoughts going on. I mean, you know, what what is that sense out there as a unit? Uh, the way y'all have played so effectively. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's extremely high levels of confidence, extremely high levels of trust in um, the people around you that they're going to get uh, their jobs done, and uh, that we all can, you know, contribute and play at a high level to make this thing go. And one quickie: What is that fine line between being amped and too amped going into a game like this? Yeah. Um, I think controlling your emotions is important. Um, you know, th- throughout the whole week, um, the urgency um, and everything, it, you can't help it. You know, it happens. Emotions happen. Um, but you got to do your best to to play under control and um, execute at a high level. Next door, Austin. <coughs> Whether it's on the sideline during the game or maybe even get back in the linebacker room and watch the film, whatever, when everybody that you guys put out there makes a play, you know, a pick or a tackle for loss, a sack, it seems like every linebacker got a chance to do something. How cool is that? How special was kind of that performance for your unit on Saturday? Yeah, it was it's awesome. You know, any time that um, guys can go out there and make big plays in a game in, in big spots, um, you know, it's just awesome to see. Um, and I think that just shows, like, how close this group is. You know, no matter if it's a D-line, DBs, linebackers, whoever's making a play, everyone's jumping on them. Everyone's congratulating. Everyone's happy for them. So, um, yeah, really close group. Last couple, Rob. Just curious how much individual games of the past are brought up this week, maybe not by Coach Day, but, you know, 
sort of be careful because anything can happen. Does history enter into this, and how much, or is it, or is sort of history just this blur? No, I mean we know it's it's no secret. It's going to be a it's going to be a tough game, you know, with the rivalry. Um, you know, the, the whole season come down, comes down to one game. You know, it doesn't matter um, how good or bad the season's going. Um, you're going to get that team's best. Um, so we're going to we're going to play our best. There's no warnings like 1990s games or any specific game, or is there? I don't know what happened in 1990. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But fourth and 18 inches. Yeah. And last question. Describe the impact that you've seen uh, of other teams just on the field, uh, what they Say what Chase happens. Young and, and how, how that's uh, maybe changed over the course of the season. Chase is a great player. Um, no, that's no secret. He's going to make plays. Um, you know, makes a tremendous impact on the field, makes everybody's jobs easier. Um, just a great player. And you can also talk about uh, the impact that uh, Al Washington and Greg Madison have had uh, in the time they've been here. Yeah, I know. Those guys are great. Um, you know, they're, um, kind of their energy and their kind of mentality, it's really contagious. Um, you know, I think that shows kind of throughout the whole linebacker room and um, throughout the whole defense. Thank you, Thanks, Thank you.